Hello, my name's Beth and welcome to this bite-sized episode for the Pagan Creative Podcast where we talk about creativity and the creative life from a pagan and nature-based perspective. We release one of these short tarot cast episodes to complement each full-length episode and each time I draw a tarot card and reflect on it in relation to the themes we've been exploring. So this month's full-length episode was on the theme of flowers and the energy of attraction and pleasure that keeps the creative energy of our planet in a state of constant flow. And we talked about the relationship of exchange between the flowers and the bees that provides a mutual benefit and how following our heart's desire can make a positive difference to more than just ourselves. We talked about gratitude practice about how learning to receive can help us to have an experience of living in an interactive, connected world and how it can help build our self-worth. And we talked about setting aside our egos to let in the sense of cooperation and interdependence, recognising the part that others play in our achievements and endeavours just as we play a part in theirs. Today, though, we are following on from that and I have drawn a tarot card to take the conversation forward. And that card is the Ten of Swords from the Minor Arcana. And I have to say, I don't know what card I was really expecting for this, but it certainly wasn't this one. So I was really curious to see where this was going Um, I mean, one of the things that I really love about tarot is the way that it it can throw up these completely unexpected perspectives on things. Um, But this card was, was still a bit of a surprise. To give you a description of the card, in case you're not familiar with it, I use the Universal Weight deck. So this card shows a man lying face down on the ground with ten swords in his back, a red cloth draped over his lower half, and he appears dead or dying. And in the background, there is a body of still water with mountains in the distance. The sky is golden over the horizon, while the sky is black in the upper half of the card. And It's not a particularly pleasant image, but nevertheless, I was very interested to sit down with it and see what it had to say. So, as usual, I sat with the card and I meditated on it and I stepped into the image in my mind. And in the meditation, the man got up from the ground and he took me out of the card image to some steps that led up to a large double wooden door and he opened the door and we stepped into an absolutely beautiful rose garden that was full of flowers and bees and he led me to one of the flower beds and leaned over to smell the delicious scent of one of these richly coloured blooms. And then he reached out and he tried to pick the flower. He tried to take it from the plant. And as he did so, the thorns on the stems pierced his fingers. And it reminded me of the swords on the card image. And he said, when you try to possess beauty, when you try to own it, 
and control it and cut it off from its natural unfolding and potential, then you cause yourself pain. And I kind of understood this, but I sensed that there was more. So I asked him to explain this further. And he took me to another set of double doors within the garden and he opened them up. And on the other side was a huge flower, big enough to walk into, which was what we did. And a bee was buzzing at the entrance, the pollen falling from its legs into the flower to find its way down into the plant's ovary and eggs. And as I watched this happening, it struck me that when a flower fulfills its purpose, when its eggs are fertilised and its seeds start to ripen and mature towards fruits or seed pods, then the flower dies. It has to fade and let go in order to make way for what comes next. And if we insist that the flower remains, however beautiful, it will ultimately hinder and prevent the ability of the plant to reach its full potential. And I started to see that for us as humans, we can find ourselves in the same situation. It can take courage to accept that something has fulfilled its purpose and is moving out of our life. And we tend to quite understandably focus on the pain of loss in these situations because something that perhaps we loved and that we appreciated has gone and we need to grieve. But when we are ready, maybe we can look to this bigger picture and see that it is sometimes necessary to let go of something or a stage in our life or whatever it might be in order to move into another one. And in this sense, we're actually evolving and growing rather than fading, like the plant losing its flowers so that the fruits can continue to grow into their full potential to the peak of the plant's creative cycle and output. And flowers thought of it in this sense, for all their beauty, are temporary, almost superficial. They, they facilitate a greater purpose but they are not the ultimate purpose in and of themselves. And I think sometimes we as humans can struggle to discern this in our lives, to tell the difference between something that was the actual thing we truly desire and something that moves us towards the thing that we truly desire, that creates the movement and the momentum. Because both of those things can really strongly pull us towards them. Often we only understand that when the temporary thing has fallen away and maybe we reflect on it and we realise that we now have a much clearer picture of what we really want. Perhaps like flowers, these are the things that create the conditions for fulfilment of a bigger purpose, but they are not the purpose in and of themselves. And if we try and cling to that, if we try to own it and preserve it and to hold it in time 
artificially, then that potential that's trying to be realised is denied. It becomes stagnant and the flow of our creative energy becomes blocked. And this seemed to be the pain that he was talking about. And it made me start to think about the experience of human ageing in the modern world and probably because it was my birthday recently and I was reminded that I'm firmly in midlife now. But I think we can really see it in the way that our society encourages us to respond to moving past our youth and rather than accepting to embrace the changes of a new stage of life and to explore them and to understand ourselves more fully, we are generally assailed with an endless stream of adverts for wrinkle creams and hair dyes and ways to avoid anyone knowing how old we are, as if that makes us less than we were. And our Western cultures try so desperately to cling on to the flower of youth with the sense that somehow this is where our true beauty and potential lies in the temporary colourful petals that we are told are so much more attractive than the unripened fruit that is revealed when they fall away. But it was never meant to last a lifetime any more than the flowers And if we focus all our energy into trying to preserve our youth, then we miss the opportunity to discover and to explore all of the juicy richness of our maturity. The fruit, the mature seed of our soul ripening. And we start to block our creative energy our ability to unfold into the world in the way that we were designed to. And it's natural to feel uncertain and a little distrustful as we gaze upon the midway point in our life, when we've dropped out of youth and we're not quite sure what comes next. But nature reassures us that if we accept that flow, that movement, that those endings can transform into new growth. And as the Ten of Swords said, our pain can often come from our resistance to the natural flow of life. But when we surrender to the flow, we start to move forwards again. So, as usual, I do have some questions for you to consider if you choose to, to make this content more relevant to you specifically and to your life. And you can use these as journaling prompts or discussion starters or to reflect on internally, or you might not want to use them at all. It might not be your thing, but in any case, however you want to use them, here they are. So firstly, can you think of a time in your life when you may be held on to a situation or something in your life beyond the point when you knew it was no longer serving you. And in hindsight, can you see any ways in which moving beyond it clarified your sense of what your heart was really seeking 
through that experience when you first entered into it? And did this experience change any actions or thoughts or feelings in you as a result? And secondly, can you see any areas of your life or creative work currently that you feel have become stagnant or blocked? And can you ask what you might be resisting in this area? Is there anything that you need to let go of to free this up so that you can start moving forwards again? And lastly, can you think of a time when you have intentionally made a change in your life or within some area of your creativity that you felt moved you into a new phase of development? And how did that feel? Can you recognise and acknowledge your own courage in taking that step and think about how you could use that experience to help you in the future? Okay, so I will leave you with those thoughts. This is what I have for you today. I hope you found that useful as an additional insight into the themes we've been exploring. As always, we do love to hear from you. So if you have any comments or feedback or you'd like to share any of your own insights, then please come visit us over on our Facebook group. You can find us by searching Facebook for Pagan Creative and just clicking through to join Or if you know someone who you think would enjoy or benefit from this episode, then please do consider sharing it with them. It really helps us to reach as many people as possible. Otherwise, I hope that you will tune in for our next episode, which will be part six of our nine part series on plant growth, where we will be talking about fruit. But for now, thank you as always so, so much for listening. And lots of love, lots of light, lots of blessings coming out to you. And bye for now.